0: Namaste from Deepesh. Welcome to Power Advice Season 2, the same old podcast that you have been enjoying since Season 1 with a lot of new surprises, a talk about your Dynamics 365 and Power Platform implementations as usual, a live talk, certain learnings and some great new surprises. Today we are going to talk about a very interesting topic in the volume 2 of the season 2 of Power Advice. The title of this particular podcast is Power of Corrections and as the name suggests, I am going to talk about corrections. First segment, I am going to talk about the corrections with respect to Power Platform or Dynamics 365 implementation scenario or a team scenario or our professional part. The similar thing, I am going to talk about certain examples using the lives and that is in the live segment. So let's talk about this and then we will see if that's really added value to the particular listener and to the professionals that were tuning in and if you're trying to utilize some of this into your life great do share your feedbacks pretty important and do share your comments on the topics that you won't want me to be speaking on there is a surprise towards the end as well which you will have to hear through the podcast to make more sense and as i as i told everybody In the Season 2 of Power Advice, there are going to be certain surprises as well, right? So that is the thing. If you go and keep listening to my podcast, that surprise will be also available to you. And uh, uh, I hope that will be a good, new, fascinating change on the Power Advice this time around in Season 2. Let us start with the examples around our power platform and dynamics 365 projects in terms of what in terms of the fact that you know there are this particular project situations there are this team situations there are situations within the company within customer that will lead you to do a certain thing in a certain way now when i talk about power of corrections i am going to talk about it in two ways first is i need to set the particular scenario right that particular thought process what is that thought process as simple a fact as i need to have acceptance to doing those corrections i as a team we as a group of people or as a team i as a part of the team that particular acceptance need to be there and then very very important is the timing so sometimes corrections happening very late are very very costly to a project to a team and even to a degree to your reputation as a professional. So when we want to do the correction is also pretty important, guys. And that's what we are going to talk about in the next couple of examples, or a few examples that I will take around the Power Platform implementations. I'll take both kinds of examples. One is to do with the, when the correction was done pretty early into the project. And another one might be a little bit into the, more closer to the deployment, which is, you know, during the user acceptance testing and how that correction completely changed the scenario and it just in the end improved the particular usage or usability, overall satisfaction of the customer or the end users. And that's what this software is about. Dynamics 365 Power Platform is to empower businesses and end users to do what? To do things more productive in a more neat manner in a more structured and simple manner and to automate a lot of the things that I am doing manually as a user today. So those kinds of improvement with the added benefits of cloud is what we are trying to achieve. So let's talk about those examples now. Okay, so the first example I'm going to cite is with respect to an upgrade scenario. And this is a classical case. There are a lot of corrections which we can do during an upgrade situation. However, there are always restrictions of timeline, effort and how much we need to be doing. I always feel that an upgrade project is not only an upgrade. It is a process re-engineering project. It is a feature upgrade project as well. So there are certain things that used to happen in CRM 4.0 or CRM 2011 Dynamics CRM versions to the current versions of Dynamics 365 in the cloud or if you're doing on-premise as well in terms of upgrade, there are a lot of changes with respect to, just if you talk about the client UCI, right? Unified client interface, lot of you might have done recently UCI upgrades. I was also part of certain of them. And there are always learnings with respect to the upgrade projects. And the first power of correction example that I'm going to take is from that kind of an example, upgrade situation. You will not be encountering those kinds of situation on a daily basis And typically if you have just started on your Dynamics 365 Power Platform Carrier Ladder in the last 4-5 to years Upgrades are the variation of projects which are becoming kind of seldomly possible which used to be one of the most complicated project types that will exist on the product Now lot of it is taken care by Microsoft themselves which is great However, there are certain situations where you will still encounter the things I am going to cite in this particular example now let's talk about that so the example goes like this in this case in 2011 the case entity and the service module and the routing right that i used to exist lot of us used to implement a xrm kind of implementation you might say or a custom implementation this will be a combination of plugins workflows etc and since it kept on working many of the organizations and partners and uh, customers just kept on Upgrading to the latest version or whatever till whatever point they are coming to the latest version and I still utilize that particular uh, feature now in this particular situation what happened is Most of the functionality that is built was very very close to the out-of-box Case routing rules. So and the service module capabilities which exist today now, what's the situation <clears throat> just to achieve that particular thing Uh, Case routing escalations and stuff which we do uh, service level agreements and entitlements We had to write a lot of custom based entity structures and everybody will design and has the right to design in a particular way for a given situation Now when the upgrade happened One of the things that was discussed was that we will map it to the out-of-box kinds of mappings, right? so we'll use entitlements service level agreements and we'll use case routing rules and that will be a more linear experience for the customer going forward from here right for the next foreseeable feature, uh, future the challenge well this assessment was done at a very very high level so when we were at the requirement gathering stage we done an assessment we put some hours across it when the mappings actually started happening one of the things that was really missing is a lot of detailed documentation of the entity structure used in the custom implementation now what 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 happened in the initial part or the later parts of the requirement entering when we are doing the technical design document or you might say The specification document in other cases is we had this realization Okay, that this particular entity mappings are going up and down Immediately taking a correcting path We discussed and and we told the customer that we have to face out it uh, this particular thing in two ways first, we will do a technical upgrade we will get to a certain stage and we will just uh, use the same as is while that is happening a parallel team will also be analyzing those entity structures and trying to map and get it going now this took some going but it was initially uh, decided in the upgrade project so everything went well and very close to the project plan and we didn't cost any changes and that can happen on certain implement- certain of your implementations if you are doing 100 implementations if there is no guarantee that all the 100 will be done in an ideal manner right so you will always get 5 to 10 implementations where you will have to do those tweaks You might be doing that on a day to day basis as well in many more. But even if you are doing those many those kinds of scenarios will occur in larger teams and sizes. So this is an example because we did this correction and changes and did a parallel team and routed this uh, at early stage. We were in a very great situation as a team. All right. The second example i am going to take is about something that was totally missed during the initial stages of the project implementation by the team a particular team i'm not saying it is my team or somebody else's team it is from somewhere i was involved in some capacity and uh, i have taken in the permission from the relevant people whether i can share the experience because i'm not sharing specific names or anything in this particular discussion and conversation on my podcast what happened here was uh, there was this big uh, Product sheet that was provided by the customer and uh, It was assumed that this will directly map into the product catalog now when we actually went in to do the um, analysis and detailed uh, uh, Analysis of the particular customer situation first thing that was identified was hey They are using a custom product entity. It says product, but they're using a custom product entity. This was a big big miss and uh, ideally somebody should go in and look at all the customization but sometimes in an out-of-box entity you might miss that resultant resultant there was a big engineering gap in terms of just the data import situation right here was the here the customer had a few hundred products like 700 to 800 close to products that they needed to import in in this part of the implementation but it really needed transformation now we are in middle of development so going for a big uh, ssis based job or going for a big uh, sdk based transformation was not realistic for us what do we do we did our ups and downs and then we saw that excel sheet is thought what is the best way to go forward now since this was only seven to 800 transformations we chose power automate we took the entire excel sheet and we transformed it into multiple different excel sheets using looping, branching, and whatever Power Automate can present within a matter of days. And like if we were doing it through a set of SSIS jobs or something in SDK, it would take us a lot longer and we didn't have those delta days. A bit later into the implementation identified during just previous to user acceptance testing. Again, we did that correction. We uh, went in and we were in communication with the customer. And this particular example cites that need of why a low-code transformational uh, framework should exist low code and no code there, there are situations which it can could prove to be a real savior just like in this case now i was just part of this particular one in a consulting capacity but this was a great effort from the team and this really inspired me towards power automate in the initial days of power automate i was not really a power automate active user but as I have grown over the years using it in my implementations or consulting on the different implementation, I'm a huge advocate now of this Power Automate. Just like any new technology, it took me time to grasp a little bit. And this is another transformational example. Thereafter, I talked about this examples with some MVPs, SMEs, and other people. And a lot many people in the smaller data loads are trying to utilize these kinds of uh, things. You can integrate different sources and you can really create those kinds of uh, experiences and then you have data flows as well, right? Where you can really transform if you need to be. So then I, thereafter I explored that and utilized that in few projects. It's a great tool. So in the agile uh, way that we deliver most of our Dynamics 365 Power Platform projects today, it is pretty important to have this power of correction and that mindset, okay, I might need to tweak and the tweaking might need to happen multiple of times, right? This perspective or this thought process will help you on your Dynamics 365 and Power Platform implementations for sure Because things are changing very very quickly and you need to be adaptive as well as you need to have that correction mindset in you Okay, might be that you are doing certain thing in a way for a year and Microsoft just built in something new Well, we should have that corrective mindset there as well and do that tweaking, alright Welcome to the live segment of Power Advice, Season 2, Volume 2, Power of Corrections. Today, we are going to learn from one of my personal examples, which I have seen, of how the power of correction really helps you do wonders to yourself. Let's talk about this correction, Uh, so I'm a rider also apart from my professional life I really enjoy to ride my 350cc Thunderbird which is kind of a variant of the bigger bikes that you have here in India and um, unlike what you think, Indian roads have really opened up for a lot of riding pleasure so I am going to talk about my corrections with respect to my driving And that is really a learning and evolution that I've done in the last three to four years of riding. I used to be very much uh, focused on doing certain degree of... uh, These are longer rides I'm talking about, like covering 400 to 450 km solo rides a day, which takes a lot of time. And I used to be very focused just like, you know, a lot of things that I carry from my work life have moved into my personal uh, thought process also. So one of those things was, okay, I need to complete that certain amount of uh, work in that much amount of time similarly i need to complete this many kilometers in this much amount of time now road conditions always vary weather conditions vary and sometimes uh, you're just so focused on your in your rides on the uh, completing that kilometers that uh, after a while after my first year of riding it just started becoming really boring for me to ride and it was one of the passions i thought because i've been Right, I, I used to ride earlier also in my um, you know, in my university years and post that as well. So I was like, how why it is becoming boring? So what is the correction that I applied onto my hobby or my passion? Well, first thing I did is I started taking at least two to three more hours on a planned ride. So let's say 100 kilometers on Indian terrain will take you an hour and a half or two to ride on a decent road or a highway highways are comparable to freeways if you are listening in or tuning in from the west Um, so indian highways if they are great then you should stick to like 50 to 60 kilometers on your bike another thing that i really got into is understanding different types of bikes so you know you have one bike which is a cruiser another is which is a you know dasher i i just categorize them in that way cruiser and a dasher now, I, I really took a cruiser bike and I should cruise on it, but you know, more often than not, you are just increasing the speed to cover up, cover up that time round. I started tweaking my mindset there by doing smaller rides in a lot more time by stopping at multitudes of places. I then, in turn, that hobby has got to the point that now I do power shots. If you are onto my Twitter handle, I do share a lot of power shots from my rides and that's kind of an example of uh, how I tried to slow down and you, ne- you need to really enjoy that because that's a hobby. That's not something that I need to do this much in this much time and I used to get tired as well. So now I have done two 400 kilometer rides recently in a span of almost a year. The first one I did in seven, seven and a half hours. The conditions were great and I was just taking my breaks, enjoying everything. The next time I did it, I did it in 11 hours. So i'm it's, it's it's just a you know correction that i've done to myself a tweak that has really turned up and made me enjoy my hobby and passion and then of course you can stop so many places on the way and these tweaks are also necessary uh, if you have listened to the last season i talked about my knee injury that happened and it took me time to again pick up that effort and another correction i did was uh, many doctors told me that no you will not be able to ride again so easy Well, you need to have that corrective attitude in yourself or you need to tweak your own ways and have your grit as well determined grit to again start doing that if you if that way we keep uh, stopping to do things well uh, There will be many many obstacles and challenges in both ways You might face in life mentally as well as health wise that should not stop your passions or that should not stop your journey That is another corrective thing I did to myself. I was not riding for close to uh, six to eight months in between. I started with slower trips and now I'm able to do it properly. Yeah, sometimes when the need doesn't permit, you take a odd pause or odd break. And this is just uh, explaining to you how the power of correction can really help uh, you gain that kind of change, which you want to uh, have in your life to lead a better and more uh, blessed life, right? So, I hope that example was relevant to you and you will be able to resonate with this in the live segment. Thank you for tuning in to the Season 2, Volume 2 of Power Advice. I hope uh, it was a good listening for you see you in another few weeks on the coming thursday i'll take a break and then i'll return back on the up uh, the thursday next to that one now let's talk about the surprise before we leave if you are interested as a professional on power platform or dynamics 365 to talk it out with me on one of these episodes or one of these volumes of power advice and season two all you need to do is tag this particular Podcast on Twitter or LinkedIn and let me know that you are interested and I'll get in touch with you and we will talk it out We'll pick a new relevant topic. We'll share a journey and we'll do some life talk I hope you would want to share your journey and inspire a lot many people and With that I say thank you power 365 as usual guys. Take care and stay safe